Around this time of the year, around the, around the first of the year, we like to get together and look back into 2016 and to uh, really be able to celebrate and kind of recap all that God has done and just get a sense of like what the church is, has been up to. It also is a great time to look forward to 2017 and see, uh, start wrapping our minds and our hearts around what could be next, what could be next for us as a community, us as a church, and, um, and really kind of locking into that together. So I look forward to this. It's, a, it's, um, it's an awesome time to be able to get together. One of the things that um, we have, so Pastor Jeff is going to kind of lead us through those, and we know him as, as our pastor, and at the Bath Campus, we hear his uh, voice a lot. Um, but one of the other roles that he has that we might not uh, recognize all the time is that he's a senior pastor of Grace Church. And so uh, he also is looking at, as he recaps uh, the year, he's looking at all of Grace Church and what's going on at all of our campuses. So... Um, He filmed a video um, that kind of recaps what's going on across Grace Church as a whole. And uh, this video is being played at all of our campuses this weekend. And I thought it would be just a great opportunity for us to kind of join in with all of our brothers and sisters and to to watch this video as well. And we can celebrate what God's doing. So let's uh, let's tune into this and um, wrap our minds around uh, what God's been doing. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to take a few minutes to uh, recap this amazing year of 2016 here at Grace Church. It's absolutely incredible all that God allowed us to be a part of uh, corporately and uh, what he has done in us and through us. Uh, Of course, one of the biggest, highest markers for us are people coming to know Jesus as their Savior. So all throughout Grace Church, through all of our campuses, We've seen uh, 273 people come to know Christ as your Savior. And that's folks who have given us their name. We followed up with them, connected with them, encouraged them to enter a discipleship process. Absolutely amazing. And we praise God for that. That's one of the the highlights of of the whole year. Uh, Tied to that, of course, is baptism. So throughout uh, the course of the year, we've seen 202 people be baptized and take that step of publicly identifying with Jesus. And again, for all of you who did that, who accepted Christ, who were baptized, we're proud of you, we're happy for you, and excited and grateful that that we get to take this journey and this story together. Uh, Grace is uh, tied into so many different things, and and, uh, one of the reasons that allows us to uh, work together so closely is the unity that we have the unity of our vision, the unity of our passion. And that was never more represented than in the constitutional changes that we brought about this year. It's um, almost beyond uh, imagination that a church our size with our diversity would unanimously support the depth of changes that, that we supported together. So thank you for your trust. Thank you for your flexibility. And we believe that grace is ordered in a way that makes us more uh, flexible and pliable as we move into um, um, the future. Uh, Another big passion of ours, of course, is raising up that next generation of leadership, right? And so when we think about our interns and our residents at all of our campuses, uh, young men and women who are studying to go into full-time ministry, who want to learn God's word, want to learn ministry, I want all of our interns and residents to know that your church family is proud of you, we're grateful for you, and that you are a, you're a, a shining part of what we give ourselves to, and we're thrilled and, and looking forward to, 
to producing more and more leaders for, for the, the kingdom of God. One of the other things that we're really uh, excited about and grateful for is that we were able to graduate our first undergraduates this year. So what a privilege to have a, a, a full-blown college degree right here at Grace, where our students are studying the Bible, studying ministry, and we had our first class go through and graduate, and we're proud of them and excited that we get to be a part of their development as they go and serve the Lord in full-time ministry in all types of different aspects of ministry. And that's a, a dream come true that we could have an undergrad program right here at Grace Church that you could be a part of and be trained in, and we're thrilled about that. Of course, a grand slam for us is always starting new campuses. 30 in 30 is the, is the driving force of grace, starting 30 campuses in 30 years. And we were able to do something this year we've never done before. We started, we're starting three new campuses in one year, which is a little bit crazy, but a lot, a lot of fun. So thrilled that Gary Underwood has joined us and we're launching the Ellet campus. And that's going to be starting up here in just a couple of weeks. They'll start to have uh, their services starting in Springfield High School and then launching from there forward. And so grateful for Gary, grateful for the launch team that's going, thrilled that that's becoming reality. About a month or so ago, our Atlanta team went out. Uh, Carlos Tez and Peter Yu and their families moving to Atlanta, starting a from scratch church planning effort there. And that is starting to gain traction. We're starting to build relationships. That is hard work. It's exciting work, be in prayer for them. And I am so excited that we're a part of it. And then of course we teamed up and uh, made the town center Grace Brethren Church in Atlanta, Georgia, one of our campuses. So welcoming David Black and his wife Lauren into the, the fold of Grace Church and another part of our family down there in Georgia that we're excited about and excited how God can, can work through. So thrilled that these new campuses are launching and we get to be a part of that. We also, for the first time ever, invited hundreds of pastors from across the world to join us here at Akron. So this last fall, we had over 300 pastors from five different countries uh, come into Akron just to find out what was going on here at Grace Church and our ministry philosophies and, and what we're about and what we're trying to accomplish. So your work and your sacrifice and your commitment is now affecting literally thousands of churches across North America and even the world as they're looking here into what's going on at Grace and saying, can we learn from that? Can we duplicate parts of it? And can we take our heart and our mission and our vision and be a part of that? All of that uh, coming together and making for an exciting year. God blessed us and we humbly received a couple of awards. Uh, Grace was named Church of the Year by the Grace Brethren Fellowship. That's a, an honor that we're grateful for and that we all can share and be a part of. Uh, we were also named one of the top 100 fastest growing churches in North America. Uh, that's all churches in North America. We're one of the top 100 fastest growing. Again, glory to God. That's fun 
uh, those things. We're grateful for those awards, but they're really reflections of God's goodness and our unity and our passion to do what God has, has called us to do. As we uh, move ahead and look into the next year, we're excited about so many things. I, I want to ask God for the, the things that the Apostle Paul asked for. He asked for more and more. And so we want to see more people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And each of the campuses is focusing attention on that. How can we become more effective in doing the work of an evangelist? Uh, we want to see more people discipled. And we're all looking at that. How can we invite more people into biblical community and more people into a deeper relationship with Christ to take the big steps of faith to grow in Christ? Uh, we want to see more leadership developed. So one of the things that we're really excited about and looking forward to is this new partnership with Grace College out of Winona Lake, Indiana. And when we think about who is uh, creating and servicing our undergraduate degree here at, at Grace Church, uh, Grace College is a new partner that's come on board and we're really excited to work with them and have our students go through their program. And then those students engaging in internships, engaging in residency, headed to full-time ministry. We wanna see more and more of that. And we wanna see God maybe even open the doors up for more and more campuses. So we always have conversations going on that we're excited about. And we believe that ultimately God will reveal to us that some of those are the ways that we should go and campusing opportunities that we should pursue. So we're just grateful. I'm grateful to be a part of this. I'm grateful for God's favor and his help and his leading. I'm grateful to all of you. Thank you so much. We love you. We're grateful for your service and your giving and your prayer, your willingness, some of you to uproot and go start new campuses and try new things. Uh, I always like to say that Grace's secret sauce is her people's willingness to sacrifice. And that is what we've, we've always done. When God has asked, we've said yes, and man has he blessed us in incredible ways. So we love you, I love you, I'm proud of you, I'm grateful to be a part of this movement and excited for what God has in store for us in this next year. Well, it is a blast to look back a little bit and remember God's goodness and uh, it is also a lot of fun to look ahead, and that's really uh, what I want to do for the rest of our weekend, specifically here at the Bath Campus. Uh, what is God calling us to, and uh, maybe what He's calling you to specifically? Uh, one of the things that we like to say is that a church is simply the sum total of its individual parts. So as, as you grow spiritually, the church grows spiritually, right? The, the me becomes the we. And if we are to do all that God has called us to do, that's really a result of your love, my love as an individual growing in, uh, with Christ and who he's called me to be and the, the, uh, the direction and the mission that he's given me for my life. So uh, th this weekend, what I want to talk with us all about is that. Uh, how can you grow spiritually? And it's the new year and the new year's resolutions and all those kind of things. And, and I, wanna, I wanna look and say, how can you lock into that? Uh, what can you do uh, to be who God has called you to be? 
And then if you do that and I do that, we will do that. That's the, that's the way a church works and the way that it is functions. So let me walk you through this. I want to take you to uh, the book of Philippians chapter 1. So grab your Bibles, go there, Philippians chapter 1. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, there's some there in the chairs. It's page 818 in those Bibles in the chairs. And if you want to look online or on your phone, uh, just use the Grace Church app. Open that up, hit live, and all the notes and everything you're looking for will be right there. Philippians chapter 1. Let's read this, and then uh, we'll pick it apart and talk about it a little bit. Here it is. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul, and what he's doing, this is called a pastoral epistle. So he's actually, as a pastor, writing to a church and saying, this is my heart and my mind for you. And, and when I was thinking about being your pastor and thinking, what, what do I hope for you this year? My, my heart and my mind were, were drawn to this passage. So it, it kind of reflects it. I kind of say this as the Apostle Paul would say at verse 3, chapter 1, Philippians, I thank God every time I remember you. In all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. And when I think about uh, my hope and my prayer for you as an individual in 2017, it, it really is, is reminiscent of what Paul writes here in verses 9 and following when he says, and this is my prayer, for your love, uh, that, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of, of insight. That, that's my prayer for you, that your love for Christ as an individual may abound or, or grow more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. That, that phrase is a fascinating phrase because that word knowledge in the Bible, the Bible uses that word differently than we think of it. When we think of knowledge, we usually think of some kind of information going to school. That word knowledge in the Bible is used in a term of intimacy and oneness. It's the same word in the original languages that the Bible uses when it talks about a, a husband will know his wife, like a sexual oneness, intimacy. That's Paul's prayer. He's looking saying, my, my prayer for you is that your love will abound more and more in intimacy, in, in soul-to-soul connection, in oneness with Christ Jesus. That's my prayer for you, that you will know and love Jesus on a deeper and deeper level, an intimate level that goes way past the brain and deep into the heart, and that you will connect him, that you will know him in an intimacy and depth of insight. Uh, when, when we love someone deeply and know them on an intimate level, we gain a depth of insight. We now know how to live with that person, how to love that person, how to serve them. We kind of know what they're thinking before they say it. As we love them more and more, and that intimacy increases more and more, our understanding how to live with them and walk with them and journey with them goes more and more. So that's my prayer and our prayer for all of you, that you will love Christ 
deeper and deeper and understand his call on your life clearer and clearer. And that will result in purity and that will result in, in fruits of righteousness is the way that, that Paul says it. So that's my hope. When, when I look back as, as the, the senior pastor of Grace Church on 2016, I would say to you and the staff and the elders, I would look and say, man, that's a year for the record book. I mean, that, it was crazy, 2016. And I'm like, we're going to, 30 years from now, we're going to look back on 2016 and say that was nuts. It was a defining year for us as a church. My prayer for you as an individual is that a year from now, when you look back on 2017, your, you will have that same idea about your spiritual growth. That you will look back a year from now and say, that was crazy. 2017 was nuts. I grew more spiritually, deeper in a relationship with God spiritually than I ever have before. It was a historic, defining year for me as an individual spiritually. And so what, what I want to invite us all to and challenge us all to do is to take a, a giant spiritual leap this year. I, I hope that that will become your goal, that I will, you, I, we will take a giant spiritual leap. For some of us, that's going to mean just deciding to accept and follow Jesus. Many of us, we don't know Christ as our Savior yet, which is, which is great. And you're checking it out, and you're kind of understanding spiritual things. You just started connecting with grace. You came at Christmas. You heard me talk at Christmas. You were like, he's sexy. I want to see him more. So you, you're back. I get it. I'm used to it. It's typical, right? So, it, it's, so your, your big thing is, I'm just thinking about this. My prayer for you is as you do that, by the end of the year, you will become a committed, dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. That's my prayer for you. Some of us, hundreds and hundreds of us in the last 12, 24 months have decided to be a committed follower of Jesus Christ. And so it's all been brand new. You're like, wow, man, I can't believe this stuff's in the Bible. I didn't know. God loves me. He rescued me. All that stuff is brand new. That's awesome. I, my prayer for you is you take a quantum leap, a big leap forward. And you look and say, this is, I, not only do I like get God, but like I, I really love him. And I, my depth of insight, I understand more and more like what it means to live for God and follow him. And I love it. And that's my prayer for you. Some of us have been Christians for a long time. Now, let me tell you something. That, that's good news and bad news. Good news and bad news. So it's great to spend a, a lifetime or a decade or more, you know, following Jesus. That, that's phenomenal. But let me tell you something. If you've been a follower for Jesus Christ a, a long time, it's also a very dangerous thing. Because what can happen is your relationship with God can get stale and stagnant just like any other relationship. So you can look and say, I go to church. I, I'm, I'm the, you know, the 3% of people actually tithe. I'm in on that. I help out. And, and your walk with God can become like a routine thing. And let me say this, guys. If in your spiritual journey, if you have a sense of arrival, you're dead meat. If you have a sense of, I nailed this, this is, it's, I just, I'm in the, you're dead meat. So my prayer for you in 2017 is that you take a big spiritual leap again, that you take a big act of faith, that, that you, you make a big life change for the cause of Christ, that you move in a huge way spiritually. If, if closeness with God and intimacy with God and a calling of God is a memory for you but not a reality, my hope is that it becomes your reality in this year.
So this is our prayer. This is my prayer for you. This is, I'm just being your pastor right now. This is what I want. This is what I hope. That you will take a big leap forward, that your love for Christ will grow more and more deep through knowledge, through an intimacy and a depth of insight on God's calling and his mission for your life, okay? Now, you take that idea, and, and I hope that's your goal, you know, big spiritual leap, quantum leap. You may want to get a tattoo, I'm just saying. But that, that's your goal for 2017. Now, this is, this is how then we do this together. We do this in what Paul calls a partnership of the gospel. So if you look back at the passage, this is what he says in verses 3 and following. He says, I thank God every time I remember you. In all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. If you ask me as, as a pastor, what, what is the thing that I love the most about our church? Uh, you, is it the attendances? No. Is it the buildings? No. It, it, what, what is it? What I love the most about being the pastor of Grace Church is our partnership in the gospel. That is my favorite thing. That, that you would have the same vision and the same mission and that we would tackle it together. I love that. I, that's why I love starting new campuses. That's why I love sending missionaries. I, I, that's why I love life groups. I love it. And I love that it's not my church. We're not a celebrity church. But we, but we are a healthy, Christ-centered, passionate group of people who want to serve Jesus together. I love it, right? So what happens is this. When your love and knowledge, death and insight grows in Christ, we wind up partnering together for the gospel. And, and the me becomes the we. Healthy, passionate, individual followers of Jesus wind up becoming a healthy, passionate church. It's fun. And so that, those two elements are, are the key to everything. The partnership side is what we become, and, and the partnership side is what we can help each other with. I can't make your love for Christ deepen. That's between you and God. What we can do together is we can create opportunities and environments where you can get the information and get the opportunities and get the encouragement to help your love for Christ deepen. So those two things kind of flow hand in hand. And our goals and our vision and mission for the, the next year are tied to this partnership side. And there are opportunities for you to grow and you advance spiritually, and we can help create these opportunities. So these are not the only opportunities. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're just the ones that we kind of can put out and target and we can do together. And if we sync those things up, really, really dynamic things begin to happen. So let me, let me tell you some of the partnering opportunities that you can be a part of. And if you engage these things, it will help you grow spiritually and it will give you a deeper knowledge and understanding of God and a deeper insight into, into who he is. So there's, there's four big targets that we have out and opportunities for you to lock onto. Okay, so here's the, the first partnering opportunity is this. The first partnering opportunity is the next phase of 30 and 30. Okay, so 30 and 30 is the big vision, mission, goal of Grace Church. 30 campuses in 30 years. Sometimes a clearer way to think about it is starting 30 churches in 30 years. And that is something that Grace gives itself to in a huge way. And the next phase 
uh, what we call now the seed project, which is kind of the chapter of 30 and 30 that we're in, will hit in reality in 2017. And it's going to show up in, in a few big ways. Number one is the Ellet campus will launch and will begin to meet on a regular basis in just a few weeks. So we, Pastor Gary and Jenny, his wife and family have come into town. We've collected kind of a group of folks. We've got a core team. We did all the back work, raised all the money, everything that it takes. And the Ellet campus is going to start meeting every week. We're going to start in Springfield High School. That's going to be our temporary location for a, a, a while. We're going to start in Springfield High School. And it's going to start meeting every week starting February 12th. So in about a month, February 12th, the Ellet campus will meet and then we'll begin to meet on an every week basis. So here's your big leap. Some of you have been praying and thinking about going to the Ellet campus. And you're like, ah, I got to see what they have for kids and who the staff's going to be. We got, that's all set up now. We, got, like, we can tell you all of it. Some of you are like, I'm going to pray about it. You've been praying about it. It's great. Some of you are like, I'm waiting for a voice from God. This is God's voice. God sounds like me. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> All right. Let's, by the way, let's hope not, right? But, but right? So here it is. Here, here, everything is set up, and now you just have to decide. So for some of you, going out to Ellet, that east side of Akron, your big spiritual leap might be uprooting your friends, your family, and saying, we're going to be a part of starting something new. And all of the, the hard work and craziness that goes into starting a new location. So maybe God wants you to be a part of that. I actually put uh, Gary's email uh, in your notes. And, and if you want to talk to him, connect with him, be drawn into the communication pathways, fire him off an email, do it right now, get off Facebook, get on email, shoot Gary an email, and, and say, hey, we may be really, really interested in this. We heard from God, sounds like Jeff, and we want to be a part of it. We're excited about that. Uh, another part of this is down in Atlanta. Atlanta team is on the ground and working. And uh, between the folks that left Akron and moved to Atlanta and the folks that were in Atlanta, we have about 25 or 30 people. That's a core team down there, okay? Your big leap may be moving to Atlanta. People did it. They've done it already. People uprooted from Akron and moved to Atlanta, right? I think it's funny. It snowed down there. <laughs> but anyways, that's just a little vindictive. But praise God, you know what I'm saying? And, right? So you may, you may move maybe that, Right? You may have networks in Atlanta. You may have people down there. Uh, the, the Atlanta Project is a multi-ethnic church planning project. We also have the Town Center Campus, which is a suburb of Atlanta near Marietta. Uh, I saw a, a girl uh, that was in Heidi Nye's youth group on uh, Facebook yesterday, and I messaged, I saw she moved to Marietta. So I messaged her, I said, hey, we got, a, we got a campus going down there now, right? So you may have friends and networks that you can start sending to uh, the, the town center campus. It's an existing church, and so they can plug right in. So begin to act. That's your big leap. Your big leap may be, I'm praying for them every day. Your big leap may be that, you know, I, I invested money into it, want to keep doing that through the seed project. Your big leap may be going. Your big leap may be networking. But let's move together and cause all that to happen, okay? Uh, another big thing I just want to make sure you know about is, is our desire to raise up 
uh, a next generation of leaders, uh, Christian workers for Christ. And so this is out of the seed project. These are our residents and interns. I want to just show you them. Uh, don't be scared by their faces. They all have really good personalities. Uh, Hannah's pretty, but the rest are, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but these guys, these are all 30 and 30 interns and residents. This, if you're a part of the seed project, this is a direct result of the seed project. And these guys are studying for ministry full-time at Grace Church. And uh, in j- our budget year ends in July, so by the second half of the year, we'll bring in more, like the next kind of wave of the seed project will hit, and we'll bring in more interns and residents. Your big leap may be to investigate being an intern or a resident here at Grace Church. Uh, we have our new partnership with Grace College. That's our undergrad program. We have 40 undergrad students studying for full-time ministry right now. You may be in high school, and you may have felt the call of God at Momentum or other places in your life, and you're a senior now, and you're trying to decide, what well, I got to like make decisions. It's winding down. Your big leap may be to do school here and to start training for ministry. That may be God calling your life. That may be the biggest act of faith you've ever done. You may be finishing up college, and you, your big leap may be, you know what, I, I, I want to go on and get my seminary education, an intern resident. I, I, I need to investigate those things. God's calling me into ministry, to the mission field, etc. right? That may, your, may be your big leap. And you look and say, I, I love Jesus. I've been following him. I need to go nuts. Here, here's your opportunity, okay? So in partnership, we're able to provide all those things. That's why we have an exciting church we love being a part of. But that comes from individuals saying, no, I want to know and to love and to follow Jesus. And if God is specifically putting those calls, he doesn't do that to everybody, but if he's specifically putting those calls on your life, uh, your big leap is to respond to that, and these are some of the ways that you can do that here at Grace, okay? Now, here's the second big invitation I want to give you that, that you can be a part of. Uh, we are putting a renewed and a heavy emphasis this year on biblical community, and we often call those life groups, okay, here at Grace Church, and we want you to be a part of a life group. Now, let me tell you a little bit of a story, Okay. Uh, in the last four to five years here at just the Bath campus, last four or five years, when the Ellet group actually leaves here in, in, a, in a couple weeks, what that will mean that is that in a four or five years uh, window here at the Bath campus, 12 to 1,300 people have left the Bath campus and gone out to be a part of our new campuses, okay? That's phenomenal, by the way. I love that. Most of those people are tied to life groups, and most of, those leader, most of the leadership are life group leaders. So our biblical community has made a huge investment and taken a big hit here at the Bath campus. Now, here's what's crazy. Ready? In that same four or five-year window, 1,200, 1,300 people, our attendances have never changed, ever. So that means that there's 12 or 1,300 of us who come, I'm talking about our weekly attendances, who come to Grace, who are brand new in the last four to five years. And if I had you guys raise your, how many of you have come here in the last four or five years? Raise your hands. C, point made, okay? So it's just a huge thing. Now, here's the thing. Welcome, you're in the norm. We need to draw together in biblical community then in a fresh way. Because the majority of us who have come together in the last four or five years are not tied to biblical community yet. 
So here's, here's our goal and our invitation. Our goal is to double the number of us who are in regular biblical community. We want to grow life groups by 100% in 2017. Now, here's the way that we're going to do it. I would say to you this. If you want to know Christ more and more and grow knowledge depth of insight, you cannot do that ultimately without being tied to biblical community. Christianity is a team sport. You have to share your life with people and you have to allow other people to share their life with you. There's over 50 commands in scripture that you cannot obey if you don't allow other Christians to be a part of your life. So God set it up this way. This is not an assimilation project. This is a discipleship issue. If you want to take a, a, a big leap forward in your relationship with God, you've got to be a part of biblical community, okay? And it, it's, all the, it's all the good. It's, all, it's fun. It's frustrating. It's a blast. It's aggravating. It's everything that comes with having other human beings a part of your life. But it, it, it's the way God created the church. And you will not grow spiritually without it. And we as a church will not do well without it. So we look at that and say, we, it's our biblical community that allowed us to launch all these campuses. And it's the biblical community then that needs to be refreshed and rebuilt here at Grace. So there's, there's a, a big thing that we're going to invite you to be a part of. So we have produced a new book here at Grace. It's called Five Assumptions About God and Why They're, Why They're Wrong. Great book. I know the author. He's fantastic. You're going to love it. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the occasion of that book to put a big emphasis on biblical community. By the way, if you're newer, we've done this three or four times, and it works great, and it's a lot of fun. So we're going to re release that book and have everybody get a copy. If you want one, grab a copy. And what'll happen is this. I'll talk about a part of the book on the weekend. You'll read the book on your own. And then in biblical community, you'll have a conversation about what we've been learning together. And what's fun about that is we will sync the whole church up. So from kids all the way through adults, you will be having the same conversation with everybody else at Grace. So it's a great opportunity to jump in when you're looking and saying, I don't like coming in the middle of things. Well, this is the beginning of things. So you can jump in and be a part of that. So if you want to meet people and make some friends, it's a perfect opportunity to do it. If you want to have a, a, a unified conversation around the, the family table, so to say, where you and your kids are all having, a, it's a perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, if you normally watch online, if you watch online or, or watch at one of our remote live sites, this is a great opportunity to, to kind of be a part of everything that's going on on an individual level and, and to make that jump, okay? If you used to be in a, in a, in a life group and you're like, they all went to Barberton and started that, right? And, and you've been dislodged. It's a great opportunity to kind of kickstart to jump back into it. What we've done is, is we've, we're, we are creating, and it will be done, we will have created 20 new life groups just for the Bath Campus. So everybody coming in new, everybody connected on a different way, there will be spots in our existing groups and our new groups for you. Uh, you may look, if, if you have a, a, a live site, like if you get a bunch of friends together in your, in your dorm room, 
you can get this and you can sync up with your whole church. If you're uh, out of the country in the military and your buddies are getting together, same thing. And we'll in unison, it'll be fun. We'll in unison as a church lock in in this way, okay? So it's a great invitation and it's a big deal spiritually. We believe that biblical community is absolutely critical to your spiritual life. And so we want you to take this big leap, big leap in, big leap back in, all right, and, and take advantage of it. And you'll hear a bunch about that coming up, and we want you to be a part of it, okay? So there's two things. Okay, two more things. And these last two things, I want you to, to dial in on a whole different level here because these last two things are incredibly intense. They will propel you spiritually like nothing else. So if you want to be like a Christian Navy SEAL, like a Christian ninja, these are the two things for you, right? If you think uh, death by burpees is a great wad, these are two things for you, right? So these are things that are very, very intense. Now, here's the thing. Most people who call themselves Christians never do these two things. Most Christians never do them right? Uh, The surveys say, if they do them, for most Christians, it's the last two things they actually build into their Christian journey. So these two things, you start doing these two things, you will move forward spiritually in a very, very, very big way. And I want to show you what they are. And and I double dog dare you to, I'm not messing around. I double dogged, right? I double dog dare you to be a part of these two things. Okay, here they are. I'm gonna tell you what they are and then we're gonna, we're gonna talk about them. If you want to take a big leap forward, two things that you can be a part of that will cause that to happen in a huge way in 2017 is this. The first one is you can start to give financially to a cause. The second one is you can start to do the work of an evangelist. Let me explain it, okay? We'll start with the giving one. Jesus, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. This is what he says. For where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. Huge verse. Where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. I'm going to say something, and what I'm about to say is a very hard teaching, and you're not going to believe me until I convince you of it, okay? So here it is. Ready? Prepare yourself. Are you ready? All right. Here's a hard teaching, you do not actually believe in a cause until you support it financially. It's a very hard teaching. You do not actually believe in a cause until you support it financially, right? Now, you might be very sympathetic to a cause. You might nod your head to a cause, but you don't believe in it because your heart and your treasure, if they are not aligned, you don't actually believe in it. You might look and say, man, when is the government going to do something about heroin? What, is the church, are you, guys, are you guys at the church doing something about us guys at the church? Oh, you come here every week? Or when are you guys going to, right? That human sex trafficking, man, did, Jeff, did you know that like Ohio is like a major national hotspot for human sex trafficking? Yeah, I did. What are you guys doing about that? You guys ought to do something about that. Somebody ought to do something about that. You can have sympathy for a cause, sympathy for mission, sympathy for church. You can have sympathy for a cause. I'm saying to you, you don't believe in it until you put your money into it because your money, your heart 
always follows your money. Your checkbook will always reveal what you actually love and what you actually believe in. Now, if you want to grow spiritually, your big leap could be this. This is what I dare you to do. I double dog dare you to do this. I dare you to find a cause that you believe in that involves human beings, right? We should recycle, and I love puppies and all that kind of stuff. A, a cause that you believe in that involves human beings, and I dare you to start giving that cause 100 bucks a month. I dare you to do it, right? And by the way, I, it doesn't have to be Grace Church. If you don't know us and you don't love us and, and you're not sure about that, that's fine. It, I'm not trying to raise money for the church. We're doing fine financially. I'm talking about your spiritual growth, right? I, I, if you want to grow spiritually, find a cause that involves human beings and start giving that cause 100 bucks a month. And here's what I guarantee you. I guarantee you by the end of the year, you will be praying for the people that that cause affects you will be hyper aware of what that cause needs and what it stands for, and you probably will be volunteering at it. Because when you give your treasure, your heart comes. You start giving 100 bucks a month, you're gonna start getting newsletters. You start getting newsletters, you're gonna start seeing people. You start seeing people, you're gonna start caring about those people. You start giving 100 bucks a month to cancer research, they're gonna tell you about that and you're gonna see those faces and your heart's gonna open up to those people. At a minimum, you're gonna be praying for those people. At a maximum, you're gonna be volunteering, guarantee it. You start doing that for sex trafficking, you start doing that for, for the heroin ep epidemic, you fill in, kids overseas, fill in the blank. Because your money goes, your heart goes and you'll start getting the information, and your love for those people will increase. That will happen, I bet you. If that doesn't happen, I will let you buy me sushi at the end, <laughs> at the end of the year, right? I, I guarantee it. So I dare you, you wanna grow spiritually? Put your money where your mouth is, because you don't believe in stuff you don't pay for. And start investing, Jesus says, you start investing your dollars and you will invest your heart and you will grow, you will change spiritually, okay? Now, you know and love grace. You know that we'll do that here if you want to. By the way, if you are tithing and or you are giving substantially to the seed project, I am not talking to you. You have already taken that dare. You are already aligned. Don't, don't worry about it because you've already done it. And you know that everything I'm saying is absolutely true. But if you're not doing it, guys, if you don't, it, you won't get the effect of it and it will change you. Okay, that's the first one. Here's the second one. If you want to grow Christian Ninja Navy SEAL stuff, grow like crazy spiritually next year, then, then you need to start doing the work of an evangelist. You will go crazy spiritually. Doing the work of an evangelist. Here's stats, ready? Most people who say that they're followers of Jesus, are you ready? Will never tell anyone about Christ. That's the average. The average number of converts of people who accept Jesus and, the, and a local church in North America, you know what the average number of people getting saved per year in, uh, in a church in North America is? The average number is, are you ready? Zero. 
because a church is a sum total of its individual parts. So if no one ever tells anybody about Jesus, churches don't see anybody except Christ. If you're looking and saying, I am, I am so stalled spiritually, I wonder why. I'm so bored, with, I, I don't pray about anything anyway. I feel like I'm, my prayers are repetitive. Let me tell you why, because you're not, you're not telling anybody about Jesus. The idea of spending time and go, oh, 15 minutes a day, oh, reading my Bible, oh, put me in prison, right? Why do, you, why do you think about the living word of God that way? Because you don't need it. You don't need the Holy Spirit. You don't need a supernatural act of God. You don't need inspiration. You don't, you don't need, why? Because you're not doing anything that, coming to church and reading the same book of the Bible requires no God activity at all. If you want to take off spiritually, if you want to pray like a maniac, if, if you want to share in the heart and mind of Christ, start sharing your faith or laying the groundwork for your faith to be shared and you will grow like crazy spiritually. So you want to do the work of evangelists. You, you, your big leap may be something as simple as this. In our neighborhood, what we're going to do is once a month for 12 months, we're going to have a neighborhood family over for some kind of a meal. Do not share Jesus. Don't amway them, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like we're, we're literally just going to get to know people. That's it. Uh, you may say, I'm going to pray for my three. That's a little thing we have here at Grace where, where we say we're going we're to take three people by name. I'm going to pray for them every day that God would give me a no-brainer opportunity to share my faith with them. That's it, right? I'm not talking about going door to door, being obnoxious. and that. I'm not talking about any of that kind of stuff. I'm talking about I am just on purpose going to work to do that. You will come alive spiritually. You will interact with the Holy Spirit in a different way. You will interact with God's word. Because you start telling people about Jesus, any thinking person has some really legitimate and big questions that you're going to have to figure out how to answer from the Bible. It's fun, Right? But you do work evangelists, most Christians will never do that. Most churches will never do that. And that's why they don't have a vibrant relationship with God. You want to grow like crazy? Share your faith in, in a big way. Here's something we can do. We'll partner with you in this. One of the things you could do is to invite your friends and family, or even yourself if you're investigating, to our next series. I cannot wait till next weekend <laughs> to start our next series. I am so excited about it. I'm like losing my mind. I've preached it to the, my dogs have accepted Jesus like 31 times. Like, I, I just can't wait to keep talking about it. So our next series is called Assume I Know Nothing. And Assume I Know Nothing comes out of, of, of some friendships that Heidi and I have. And I was talking with one of our friends and we were talking about a, a spiritual question and they asked me, I, I, I didn't want to like be patronizing in my answers. So I, I said, you know, kind of forgive me, but how much do you know about the Bible? And my friend looked at me and, and they said, you know what, Jeff, just assume I know nothing. And I realized, oh, that's the way most of us are. We're interested in God, we're open to Jesus, but we actually don't know anything about it. So what we're gonna do in, in this series and really all through the spring, but the, this, the launch series especially, is we're gonna take you and anybody else who wants to go with it, you may wanna gather people in the dorm room or at the base and those kind of things, and, and we're, gonna, we're gonna take you from zero A to Z. Who is God? What is he like? How do you even start this stuff? 
What does it mean? Jesus is a savior. Why do we need a God? All this stuff. And we're going to walk you all the way through it. So that, that if, if you look and say, I don't know the Bible that well, I don't really know, I didn't grow up in church, I don't know what you're talking about, by the time we're done, you will have your head and kind of your, your heart around those things. I'm, I can't wait to do it, okay? So that, that's, that's here. So you could just invite people to, to watch it with you or to come and be a part of it and lock into it and do the work of evangelists that way, okay? So that, guys, that's the kind of stuff that will cause you to grow, that's the kind, you want to look back on 2017 and say, man, that was amazing. That's the kind of stuff that will cause you to grow. If you sharing your faith is a story that you've told for more than a year about the same person, you're not doing the work of an evangelist, start doing it. If you being close to God and really cranking with God is a memory that you have and not a present reality, then let's set a new set of goals, Okay. So we did it. We joined the gym. We cut up the credit cards. We got rid of the Christmas candy. We finally sold the cat. Like, we've done all the right things, right? Let, let's lock into this, too. Now, what we want to do is we want to help you with this. So everybody, you got these cards. They're in the chairs. Everybody get one. It says State of the Church Response Cards. Get those cards out. They're out on, online and at some of our remote locations, too. Grab that card, right? And this is what this card does. Let me just, everybody look at me. This is what this is. This card, you give us your name, your email, or, or your contact information. This card is you saying to us, I want you to bug me. I just want you to know what you're signing up for. So you're signing up to be bugged. So all this is, is a little bit of an accountability thing where you, New Year's time, you know, we sign up for stuff. You're motivated to do it, but you're going to forget that you were motivated to do it. And I forget too. So we're going to remind you. So we're going to just start. You're just signing up to be reminded about certain things. So for instance, you might say, I, you know what? I do need to do the work of evangelists. I want to be a Christian Navy SEAL ninja. I will begin to pray for my three. Well, we'll remind you to pray for your three. There's no meetings, nothing like that. We're just reminding you. We'll keep it in front of you. Um, I'll begin to, I'm going to find a cause and give 100 bucks to it. That's what I'm going to do right? We're going to remind you to do that because next month when you pay the bills and you didn't get enough tips, you're going to remember, you're going to forget to do it. So we're just going to remind you to do it, okay? I want to be invited to a life group in March, right? When you guys do that, put, you know what, it's time. We've been talking about it forever. Let's go, okay? So we're going to invite you. Um, I commit to going to discovery group. That's a big one. If you are here or you're uh, watching online but you're local, Go to a discovery group. Discovery group is the onboarding at Grace. The next discovery group is next weekend, right? So go to the gym, do it, right? So next, next weekend, just start going. If you can't start it next weekend, there's a new one starting in March, a new one starting in May. But just look and say, you know what? It's time. It's time for us to quit being the new guy and to start being the middle of stuff. And then I'll begin to serve. Uh, you've been around for a while. You've been here for a year. You're rested you got your feet back under you, it's time to serve. Let's go. People going to hell, we got stuff to do. Let, let's go. Sign, sign up. Right, we got to go. By the way, do the parking lot, does the parking lot team deserve a gold star today for standing out in that insanity? <laughs> Love those guys, right? Those guys and the guys holding the doors. I love it, and I'm glad they're doing it because there's no way I am. So, right? So, but you need this finding a way to serve and being a part of it. Let, let's go, okay? And let's be motivated. You fill this out, 
contact information, drop it in the baskets at the end of the service, and we will just remind you. This is what we're going to do. We're going to remind you until June, and then we're just going to drop it, okay? So it's just help, keep it in front of you. If you're like me, I forgot. I always forget that I signed up to go to the gym. I'm like, what? <laughs> right? So I'm like, I couldn't figure out why I was getting away. But that, that's why, right? So, so just it's to remind you and keep you in the loop with it, okay? Now, here's what I'll, I'll tell you. Here it is. Ready? If you will make it a goal to grow in your love for Christ and knowledge and depth of insight, and then you take that, the me becomes the we, and if we partner together for the gospel, right, you allow those dynamics to play out, okay, this is what I am confident of. Same thing the Apostle Paul said, look at verse 6, chapter 1, Philippians, he says it right here, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion and to the day of Jesus Christ. This is what I'm confident of. You look at God and say, I want to take off spiritually. God will empower you to take off spiritually. He loves that. You look at God and say, you know what? I want to, I want to give my life for the gospel. Okay, so one of the things I love the most about serving Jesus is everything that we do for Jesus has eternal value. Standing in that parking lot freezing to death. Having a cup of coffee with that friend whose marriage blew up. Uh, Giving dollars to send missionaries and reach all the stuff that we do. All of that stuff, right? All those volunteer hours. We have have, uh, over 200 junior high and high school students out at Kalahari for a retreat right now. Right? The adults that went with them, two things. Number one, they're regretting that decision right now. <laughs> they're, just like, right? they're just like, when is this over? But they look, they gave their weekend. They will not sleep, and they will have to show up at the office first thing in the morning. That will have an eternal ramification. Not just in blessing to them, but that those kids' lives will be effective for God. Everything. Every dime you give, every hour you invest, every person you love will be carried through to completion. It's not just filling in time. It has the eternal, eternal ramification. And when you take your love for Christ and your promise from Christ that it will be completed, that that work will be used eternally, and then we create that partnership together, it's a dynamic thing. We like to say here at Grace that we do life together, and that's huge. This is us. This is not me. This is not superstar pastor stuff. This is us. We do this. All the good stuff that we celebrate is ours. It's our reward. It's our thing to look and say, thank you, God, right? All of our successes. All of our failure, we mess up too. Like we do dumb stuff. Like stuff doesn't work. That stuff is your fault. Squarely, not mine. I mean, it's yours. Everything I think of works. Everything you think of, I just don't know. Right? Right? That's us. All of it is us. The fun stuff. We 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 go to each other's weddings. We celebrate each other. We celebrate the new baby. We celebrate the promotion. We celebrate the good things. Right? We do that together. We do the hard things. Some of you, the, for some of you, the best part of 2016 is that it's over. That's the best thing you heard, is that that year is finally gone, right? 
And so when we, when we go through painful things, when we lose the jobs and the marriage fails, somebody passes away, right? We hurt together. It hurts, right? We lost people that we love, right? Carson, Ricky, Craig. These are, this is us. All right, so we do all this together. That's the wonder of it. And we celebrate together and we cry together and, and we get to partner together for the gospel. And God looks at his church and his people and he loves all of that. He loves it that we laugh together and that we cry together. Right? And that's, that's the dynamic. You double down on Jesus, the me becomes the we, and it all has this huge payoff in eternity. It's all a good investment, and it's all a good use of our life, our resources, and our time, okay? Grace is very simple, very simple. We want to love Jesus, number one. Number two, we want to love each other, right? Both those things are hard work, right? And then we want to love the people Jesus loves. That's it, right? And we give our lives to that. God will bless us and use us in great ways, okay? All right. Jesus, we do love you, and thank you for loving us. Thank you for power and strength. Thank you for comfort and healing. Thank you for the, the, the blessings of this life, and thank you for the hope of heaven. And Lord, thank you that you're, you describe the church as a family, and it's really true. All the joys and frustrations of being family. But Lord, the thought of not having it, and the thought of losing family. So thank you, God, for these rich parts of our lives. Thank you for your love for us, and Lord, may our love for you grow. Thank you that we can do it together, partner in the gospel. And thank you that our outcome is guaranteed, our return on investment is guaranteed, that you will complete it and use it. So God, thank you for last year, all of it. And we look forward and grateful for the year ahead, all of it. And use us in a great way, Jesus, in your name. Amen.